The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Wednesday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. Kind of just in countdown mode. Ten days away from the uh, season opener for the Rebels, Ole Miss and Mercer. Next Saturday, 1 o'clock, in what is assuredly going to be a, a steamy, warm Oxford for uh, that early afternoon kickoff, week zero this week. Again, we'll uh, we'll follow some games, we'll do some things, but that's not uh, where our attention lies at this point. So we'll hit some uh, some football today and much more as uh, as well. The Oxford Exxon, the Oxford Exxon podcast, brought to you by Twisted Tea, but you head on over to uh, the Oxford Exxon Got their beer cave going. You can step in thirty four degrees Fahrenheit of uh, chilly goodness oh, yeah? with all the all the beer going on. Walk in, take your picks. Tons of selections there at the, uh, at the Oxford Exxon. Yeah, you get out of the heat and you pick out booze at the same time. What's not to love? You go through, take your selections. I can't decide what's worse today: the heat or the humidity. It's always the humidity if the humidity's up. At always. six a.m., it was the humidity. It actually wasn't terrible at six a.m. Wasn't awful. Wasn't great. It was hot. You always know it's hot when the sweat's flying off your fingers when you're running. Uh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that's when. That's when you know when you you know you're you're, you're trying to run proper form because that helps you just with everything. And literally, the sweat's flying off your fingers on the. Yeah, that's. Yeah. True. Yeah, not just twisted tea on the table in front of us. Um, fourteen teas in one big bag over a gallon of twisted tea. The party pouch there in front of us on the uh, on the table in the Clark Ford studio for those who can uh, see that. But yeah, head into the beer cave, take your picks. They might even have the twisted tea in there. I don't know where they're placing it. I mean, we'll have to go see. But uh, beer cave again, thirty four degrees. Pick up your booze. Take get out from the heat there with the blue sky here in Oxford. And again, we're in the Clark Ford studio. Uh, before I tell you about Clark Ford, just a reminder, at rebelgrove.com, <clears throat> as I'm enjoying an element, you can get element oh, that's at, true. at our site. There's a code and everything. Yeah, you get a discount, you get a sampler pack, take advantage of that as uh, as well. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios, Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number, ask for Corey Clark, tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. I'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours is right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, the rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around, do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Uh, great service, uh, great uh, customer service, like I said, talked about that earlier in the week. Uh, great products as well. Uh, Corey is going to take care of you. He wants to be a car guy. He wants to be a truck guy. When you call the number, you'll find out what that means. 662-257-1900. Excuse me. Guest join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now. 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full service orthopedic care. Everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics and physical therapy. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins are always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. <laughs> uh, laughing at the stream a little bit. You know, I, I saw a post this morning that did make my day when I started doing some visualizations. Uh, I was in Rebel Grove this morning. Reb RC doing the, uh, the posting and the entertaining. He said, if you think Wayne Kippen hates pressers. Imagine if he had to do an 80s-style coaches show with DK. Oh. I mean, seriously, I sat there for a minute and went through all the elements of those old-time coaching shows, which which are dear to my heart and part of my childhood. I mean, I was that strange kid that I would actually record the Billy Brewer show growing up um, and, and had them on VHS as I was... Uh, Explains a lot. It does, as it was growing up. Um yeah, uh, I, I've, I've, I've gone through them. There was time when that was... I'm pretty sure I might have even written that down as my uh, my favorite show in like kindergarten or something. But my mother will have it somewhere in a cedar chest. I could probably confirm that. But uh, it, seriously, Lane having to promote Golden Flake and give the football away in a drawing and go through every minute... Because she only hates minutia anyway. The details of the good plays, and then have to watch the bad plays, and do it, and do the stereotype. Hey, we you know we really got to work on that next week, or get it. Hey, you know Trey Harris out there doing. The, oh, oh my God! Because they tape these things pretty soon after. So after a loss, yeah. hey Lane, I need you to come sit for an hour and go through video and be, talk to be, the fans. That'd be tough. Now, oh, I, I agree with Rebel Grizz here that he's pretty comfortable with David. And yeah, sure. So he, he he might be able to get through it okay with David. I, I think the local pressers are he just hates us. I, I I just I just think it's that he he doesn't like that format. He doesn't like those questions. And we are a bit of a motley crew, and I I I think I think that's part of it as well. Even Matt Luke got tired of us. Oh well, sure. I'm not defending the yeah. media collective. That yeah. was, I, I, I was more thinking of. I mean, Matt. <clears throat> Matt got tired of us. Even Hugh got snippy. With the us alternative is though. There's never hardly any questions with teeth. Just get through it for five minutes and move on about your day. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. It's it's it's. There's little of substance typically, outside of some questions that get him thinking and, 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 and moving in a direction, which rarely happens. Because um, he came in yesterday, got the question he wanted to expand on. They had the Big Grove Collective Day the day before, and he did a lot to compliment everyone involved with that. He compared Ole Miss to the Green Bay Packers, um, talking about mm -hmm. 
alumni base sizes, town size, um, enthusiasm and dedication from the fan base. He did a lot of that. Um, they obviously were very happy. I think Walker ended up reporting 1.7 um, huh? on the day, I think is what it was. Or maybe through that point, whatever that point was, something like that for um, the deal. Wayne got back on his stump speech, said that you know he's not a genius, but it was pretty obvious once they allowed salaries for 17-year-olds, that was going to become a pretty important thing in the decisions um, yep. of those kids. And essentially said that no matter what the coaches are or what other resources or stadium sizes or weight room sizes or anything else, if the collectives are not competitive, then nothing else matters because you simply can't get the players necessary to make the other stuff matter. Um, yeah, for sure. So he went on and on with that question. Otherwise, uh, yeah, just – you know, there's actually a couple things. I went, we'll go through it a little bit. Um, first, uh, as has been going on all week, uh, Ole Miss linebacker Curry Coleman back on the field practicing. Lane was asked about that directly yesterday. He said that they handle everything internally. Obviously, he's practicing, and there would be no further comment at this time regarding uh, regarding that whatsoever. Um, I was told by someone yesterday that um, people associated with the other side or with victims have been pleased with Ole Miss as a university's response to the situation again whatever that means or doesn't mean i don't know but i was told that um so i don't know we'll we'll see um my my assumption is some type of suspension and then playing beyond that um that's a guess strictly a guess but that would be my my guess i I I have no comment okay but that was part of the news yesterday there was a there was that uh let's see and then <laughs> i mean i know that's a bad podcast oh i know i mean i, I just no, no comment um we've been debating around this for a couple of weeks and i i don't have the exact transcript in front of me i guess maybe it's online i'm not sure i haven't looked was it online from yesterday uh i did not see it okay no. uh I'll, I'll i'll look and check as i'm saying this but he was asked about this year versus last year um, he was asked essentially, where do you fall on being worried about certain things? Are they ahead? Are they not ahead? And it was, it was a question that could have been taken in a thousand ways, depending on how you wanted to take that question, because sure. you easily could have just said, yeah, sure. We're really working blah, 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 blah. But I thought he gave an answer that if you really, if you, if you think he's honest and you trust him, probably made Ole Miss fans feel pretty good because he took it from a chemistry angle. He took it from how the team was adapting and gelling and, and communicating angle. And he said, you know, look, I, last year I told you guys this may be our most talented team, but that doesn't make them the best team because there's a lot of things that have to work out and they have to get a certain way. And he even said you have to – you saw at the end of the year as things fell apart, that didn't happen, that they, 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 that they regressed into the thing that I was worried about. And he complimented this team on that not being as much of an issue. And while he was really worried about it going into the season or into camp – that he felt better about the prospects of that right now. Um, and with everything going on and with the schedule the way it is early in the year, that might be the most eye-opening thing he said yesterday and has said in a while, if we're just being honest. He said it all last year. He worried yes. about it throughout the season. Even after some wins, he was concerned about it. Kentucky comes to mind. Uh, Auburn, Vanderbilt, there were, there were worries. There were warning signs. And then the second half of LSU happened, and yes, they got back up and played Alabama a really close game. <clears throat> but the people never talk about this one. A and M could have been a loss. I mean, that wasn't you know that, they were they flirted with disaster at times in that game. And then you know what happened at the end, and 
how much the Auburn thing was involved. I don't know. I'm, personally, my opinion, having talked to a bunch of players about it, is not much. That's my. It's it's very unpopular opinion because the media loves to take the the Auburn Kiffin thing and run with it as as this. Hey, this is what happened. You've talked to a lot of players too. I've talked to a lot of players privately and asked, and they all say the same thing. It wasn't that big of a deal. It came up. Guys talked about it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't something that they talked about in meetings or in practice, and it wasn't something they were really talking about off the field. By that point in the season, guys are guys are pretty focused on the end of the year, and they're trying to get you know they're they're trying to they're getting in the in the training room, and th- their focus is on getting to the finish line. It's not really, hey, what's going on or what's going to happen after. Frankly, by that point in the year, guys are like, hey, whatever happens, happens. And I, I didn't think that was a, a huge part of it. But I did think yesterday uh, that was an interesting answer, that he feels like they're further along in that category. The direct quote, he says, uh, I do. I think we're ahead from a full team standpoint. I was concerned whether I vocalized it or not. You did about that team. I've always said that the team was probably the most talented team of the three years, but not going to necessarily be the best team. They didn't do certain things, and I think we showed that at the end of the year once things started to not go as well. It's easy to be a certain way in life or as a team until adversity hits, and it's tougher when things aren't going your way. I feel better about this team for when those situations happen. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's the adver- – how do you handle adversity? Because, listen, the odds are decent to good that they're going to hit some adversity a lot earlier this year than they did last year. Unless you are one that believes that they're going to beat both Alabama and LSU, at which point you think this team is a playoff team. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've told you, and I said this on Siski yesterday, there's a part of me that thinks at the turn, meaning at six after six games, I'm not sure four and two is very much on the table. I think they're either. Yeah, you're surprising me because I would probably predict four and two if you told me to predict it. I have a feeling that they're either going to win one of those games and beat Arkansas and go into the break with a ton of momentum or two losses are going to really weigh on them and they'll lose a third. I could be wrong. I mean, again, yeah, sure. I said this yesterday and it's my new thing. It's, 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 it's going to be when people push back about, you got a football pick wrong. When we start holding people that get real things wrong, I'll worry about getting a football pick wrong, okay? But that's kind of my thoughts, just based on what I saw last year and based on how much he talked about it. Now, after reading that yesterday, I was like, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe even if they lost those two games. Because, look, you could be a really good team and lose at Alabama and home to LSU. Those are, those are going to be talented rosters. You could lose both of those games as a talented team. And maybe they handle that adversity, win the next week, get the open date, go to Auburn and win, and get on a roll again, and then take a big shot at Georgia. Maybe that's the path. I I don't know. We'll see. It's one of the reasons we play the games on the field. I guess I've been around Ole Miss so long that it's like, yeah, you know, if they beat Alabama and LSU, then you let one slip, you're not supposed to, and then you end up back forward to again. And it's like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just don't think. Lane Kiffin is that old Miss. I don't think he thinks like that. I well, think he it, doesn't. I think it's a challenge for him. I mean, it's where he has to grow this year because it's a real challenge this year. That Alabama game, win or lose, the next week, it's a big boy game. 
getting over it either way. Getting over it. Win or lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Closing that book. Yeah. Hey, we had this huge win, this huge Lane Kiffin win. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now, oh, she's in town. Get ready. Or crap, lost him again. Eh, Lane's let it get on him in the past, and it's affected everything moving forward. And there you go again. Let it be a fourth quarter game like last year. Yeah. Ball, Ball was in the air. I mean, two years ago. When they went to Tuscaloosa, they got they got beat. Yeah. You know, I mean that game was over. They got popped. They got that game was over. And so he had they kind of bounced back from that pretty quick, if you remember. Last year it weighed on on him because it was so close. He was right there. And I think he felt like he should have had it. They didn't close the first half very well. I think that bugged him. Then they didn't finish the they didn't like they didn't like some of the play calls. He didn't like some of the things they did. Quinshawn was exhausted, fourth oh, quarter. Um stuff like that. I think that was that was the that weighed on him, and then they didn't they didn't respond from it at all, not just in Fayetteville, but the next five days later too. They didn't play state well at all. No, I mean, come on. And the state game was so weird because there was a point there, I guess, in the second quarter when they thought it was just sort of in hand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They thought, I'll oh, help a score of 10 points, whatever it was. I forget. Yeah, and it's like, eh, Spraying okay. the fire hose on the sideline. Everybody yeah. was, was kind of ho-hum. Everybody was kind of, oh, we got this. Because they knew they were a better team. Yeah. And then they just, and they just didn't play well. Didn't play. That was a weird game. One of the weirdest games. And it might have been because we were so focused on what we were going to talk about afterwards. We were hearing so many different things. But that was a strange game. Just the whole atmosphere of that game. It didn't even feel like a late November game. It felt like, I don't know, like a spring game, sort of. It was weird. Talk about in the press box, not in the stadium, not on the field, but up in the press box. It was just kind of like, whatever. I remember going into the tunnel and it started, it was kind of raining. Well, I, I and I stayed back in the, I didn't, I, I was like, I, I, I could see and I was like, I don't want to get wet. It was, I, I remember thinking that I had my computer and I was like, I wanted to put my computer in that team room, but I really didn't want to leave it in the team room because there's just people everywhere. I'm like, I really don't want my computer to get stolen. And so I was kind of keeping an eye. It was just, it was a bizarre thing. Well, I think some of it though, when you're talking about press boxes, okay, is the Ole Miss State press box for people like and this is more than 90% of the press box has some rooting interest in this game and you almost feel this odd tension around you um, that you don't pick up in much of any other game that you're covering for the most part it's 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 different yeah it feels different yeah. it does and in, in, in Oxford and Starville I mean, even for me, and I'm sitting there watching, usually having another game on the TV, and I've got stuff in my, I'm not listening to anybody, and I can tell people are nervous. It's that. There's some people who are, I think media comes in so a little high strong because of the game and the result and the, and the, and the, and the fandom. Yeah. And I'm not even, like, not even criticism, just human nature. And then also, it's Thanksgiving night a lot of times, so they're kind of pissed off. People were a little frustrated, like yeah. left the family, didn't leave the family, had an argument with the wife. You know what I mean? Just yeah. Stuff. Yeah. It's the end of the year. They had a little too much turkey. The trip to fans going like a lot of stuff's going on right here. And I think what caused this, and it's why the game was so weird, is I didn't pick up the same amount of animus because I think everybody, including the state people, just thought Ole Miss was going to win the game. Like you, there's like it felt like the result was sort of predetermined 
And by the time it went weird later, it was almost like everybody was just kind of asleep. Like it, it, it well, and, and it was, felt it felt like even the state people were kind of like, hold on a minute, what the hell? And it's crazy to look back on it now. And I say this with all due respect, but there was a there was a rumor that the leech, that yeah. this was Leach's last game, that he was going to retire, that maybe they would fire him, that Arnett was going to be promoted. That was kind of out there. I think people were sort of working on that part of it. Um, and then there was all the stuff with Lane and Auburn and what was being written. And we had heard mm-hmm. at that point that he told the team he was staying. We had heard that there might even be some announcement on the pregame that he was staying. And then that announcement didn't come. And it was just a, it was just a lot going on. It was a weird night. It was really strange. And I hate Thanksgiving night games. Just despise them if I have to cover them. Hate them. The positive to them is that it's over and you get like your Saturday and all the games on Saturday. Yeah, you wake like, up on Friday and it's, you're like, it's, it's like, oh, this is nice. It's done. You got to get to that, though. But it's sort of like your morning run. You wake up and you're like, I don't want to do this. When you finish, you're like, man, I'm glad I did What's that. a million bucks. Yeah, I'm so glad I did that. My dad's check is done. You yeah, know? you basically convince yourself after the morning run that you're David Goggins because you're like, hey, I just went out there. Yeah. I, I've got 12,000 <laughs> steps for anybody else even woke up. She's like, you're yeah. like all pumped up. Absolutely. I, I mean, yeah. the, but you uh, get yeah. up that morning, you're like, oh, hell. It's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, it's, it's exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. State game's always weird, it's always something. It is a weird. Somebody's game. always pissed off. It, like it just—it's cold when it's in Starkville. It just—it's miserable. What's the second weirdest game we cover every year? Is there one that's consistently second? Because I can't think of one. Like LSU is not a no, weird game not to cover. in that way. Because the fan base is expecting chaos. It's Arkansas. Oh really? Yeah. Because well, I think it's Arkansas because that's always it, a really tame if you're press on your box. computer. No, I don't have press box, okay. but just everything else. Yeah. Because like both fan bases expect to win the game and don't probably give respect to the opponent the way they should. Yeah, maybe so. So you've got this. It's it's that or A and M because you just don't want to lose. Like it's it's well, if you're in the press box, it's A and M. Okay, because you have to deal with A and M. Yeah, I, was I say, mean, no, no, no. It, it's the Ole Miss Arkansas press box. No, no, no. Is tame. It, it's it's collegial. Yeah, it's A and M from a media standpoint. I mean, you weren't there. I cannot explain to everyone in fourteen. When we were there, Ole Miss starts winning. And even before that, and Jeffrey may have been a little loud, but we were the AM media who it was their press box, their home, they're sitting wherever. They moved. <laughs> they put distance between us That's and awesome. them. That's so good. They went down to the end. There was like 15 empty seats at Kyle Field <laughs> between the two beats as they. All right. So, how loud was Jeffrey? One to he 10. He was pissed about no Manziel poster in the press box or whatever they had two of jackie didn't have one johnny and it was a frustration for for mr Wright that uh that day that's fair i mean manzel did a lot look it's a place. weird i mean i, I we're friendly with the tech Sachs guys but it, it's it's a weird beat when you're in the press box they are they are tense in a way that I mean, it, it's I don't know that it relates. Frankly, even beyond state, I don't notice the state media being as tense as the A and M media is during games. And I wonder if it's because their fan base is so whatever that they know I got to deal with this. Shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're dealing with that a little bit. But yeah, no, that's the that that that's I think that's the answer. It's it's state one for a lot of different reasons and being Thanksgiving night. But I, I think A and M is a very very clear 
number uh, number two in this race. So Auburn will be weird this year. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> More college football after this. But first, you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea, packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted tea turns up any occasion when you're cheering for your favorite team, when you're tailgating in the stadium, parking lot, or watching at a bar. You can be hosting friends at home. Twisted tea is there to elevate your game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. He's partnered with the Grove Collective. will be donating 20% of all commissions, 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. Davey can service customers in all 50 states, he's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. Contact Davey at 214-715-7247 or via email at dferris at hillcoinsurance.com. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Are you already retired? Should you consider Roth conversions? These are some of the questions that can only be answered with a personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Sego with Sego Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. Again, rebelsretire.com. Well, the hand raise guys tomorrow night at College Corner in Oxford. That's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. All items start at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid, that's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D, or download their app, name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers. Astock has multiple locations around Nashville, as well as Memphis, um, Tennessee, Memphis, uh, Selma, uh, Indiana, and more. Coming soon, that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. And as I mentioned, the College Corner is in Oxford now. It's at Oxford Commons right off of Sisk Avenue. More than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear. Plenty of parking available. Their staff will have you in and out, ready for the Grove in no time. Uh, it opened earlier, uh, I guess, last week. And uh, you can check them out online, collegecornerstore.com. Chase and I will be there tomorrow, Thursday at 5 p.m. We'll be there till roughly 7 or so. We'll have some giveaways. We'll, uh, we'll tape a show. And uh, come out and check them out. Podcast is brought to you by Heavenly Sunshine. They have Christmas on their mind. You have a uh, few more days to take advantage of that uh, that special savings they have going. Let them take care of the hassle of Christmas lights. They'll do the work for you with their full-service installation plan. They install, take down, and store the lights with commercial-grade LEDs that are 100% customizable to your home or business. They take care of the lights while you take care of the gifts. Before August 31st, again, eight more days to take advantage. Mention MPW10 for 10% off 
They've been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for over four decades. Their full-service commercial and residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. 662-342-1203 to book your free estimate. That's heavenlysunshine.com. Podcast also brought to you by GNM Pharmacy. 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area. They offer MedSync. If your prescription's the same day each month, take care of you. They also can transfer your medications really easily. One phone call, they take care of the rest and move you to them from any big box pharmacy. So whether that's Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs or Oxford with GNM, 662-236-2222. Um, thinking about the Auburn game. Do you get the Auburn side of things being that tense because it's this game in Hughes' former place that creates that level of situation? I don't know. I think I think they're a little hurt right now. They're they're a little, a little hurt yeah. after the fall and everything that went down, and I mean even somehow Cam Franklin, they're a little 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 banged up right now. I mean, I I, I try not to go read because I just popcorn. Well. I have notifications usually when I go over there, so that. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not winning. You get some. You get some. I'm not winning mayor of all. That's one of my favorite surprises is is when we go to other sites and like you're the little thing in the right corner does have stuff. And you're like, what the hell are they talking about? And you yeah. go click and you go, oh, yeah, didn't know they heard that. All right, yeah, well, yeah. that was. I get that at A and M a lot. I'll go oh, there really? and click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they, I've been called some names by the A and M side over the years. <laughs> They deservedly so. Yeah, they, they, you've you've taken your shots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they, yeah. Occasionally, I go. Eh, all right, yeah, yeah fair. It's <laughs> fair. I mean, I've taken my shots at Auburn. I've gotten. I I, I usually deserve it when I get it. Oh, grind! You're funny. So if Lane had been a candidate, then I think it would be tame. Um. <sighs> I want to see what Auburn has done to that point. If they've sort of taken the pipe a little bit, then eh, whatever. But if they actually have maybe gotten an upset or whatever, I, I do think it's a little more tense and weird that day. I mean, look. Their schedule leading into that The two game. people that most want that game are Hugh Freeze and Lane Kiffin, regardless of any fan or any media member in the world. So leading into that game, Auburn will have played Texas A&M on the 23rd, the day that Ole Miss plays Alabama. They will have played Georgia on the 30th, the day that Ole Miss plays LSU. They would have had a weekend off, and then they would have played at LSU on October the 14th, which is the day that Ole Miss is open. Okay. So they will have had their hands full in the three games leading up to entertaining Ole Miss at Jordan-Hare. Texas A&M in College Station. Yeah. Georgia, anywhere, doesn't matter. Yeah. And at LSU. I mean, that is... So that, it creates a very tense thing because you get your fourth loss right there and it starts... Yeah. You haven't played Alabama yet. No. They typically do that at the end. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I mean, even after that... Auburn's schedule is a... I mean, Mississippi State at home is not going to be a walk in the park, I don't think, for the for the Tigers. Got to go to Vanderbilt. Got to go to Arkansas. Two games that their fans expect to win every single year. And then all, Alabama and comes Fayetteville. to town. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I would, 
I would not concede that game if I were Vanderbilt. And I'll tell you, I think Arkansas beats Auburn. It, it, it's like a third-tier inside joke, but I'm going to laugh every time between now and September 9th when you say Hugh can finally go beat Cal. I don't know why, but I'm going to laugh every time. Like, I'll I, probably do I, it more I, than once. I can't help it. Because the it, irony of him going out to coach that game is is hilarious to me. Yeah. There's something about that that just has me. Because I watched Matt really, Luke that week in Covington, Kentucky, go, why am I here? I, I didn't, oh, it was that week. It was that week. Oh, I forgot that. Oh, yeah. Monday and Tuesday, they're in Covington, Kentucky. He's trying to get a team ready. That thing closes, and they're scrambling on Tuesday night to get the hell out of uh, basically Cincinnati to get back to Oxford one day of practice. And then they flew to San Francisco. Total chaos. That was, it was chaos. It was yeah. cr- when you think about it. I mean, I remember that just the, they were trying to scramble flights I mean, had and feel stuff. Just let he run some certain, like, you know, had, had he just listened, could have, could have won that. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Because it was, it's one of the times my curiosity was more peaked than ever, as I've told this on a thousand times. Is I, I got the call from like a mutual friend, was like, "Hey, we're out here on the golf course. Why don't you come join?" I'm like, I, "I have to. I have to hear what he's going to say today." Like, I, <laughs> like, come on, how do we not? And he was very frustrated. That was the day after. That was Hugh. Yeah, Hugh yeah. on that. It was Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It was the day he was drawing plays on the back of the scorecard. I'm going through all the Longo, I guess Shea issues. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-Month Emergency Food Kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Boy, some ego in one room. Phil Longo, Shea Patterson. 
You're not sold on Longo this year, are you? Fascinated. Are you? Wisconsin yeah. on the top of the list of like fascinating teams to watch. That had been sort of my pseudo Big Ten team, and now I'm like, because oh, their fan base I have to do that. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm, I feel a little dirtier now. Like, I, I see. I always kind of cheer against them. Oh, and, do you really? Yeah, for whatever reason. I see, was, I've always kind of gravitated toward Wisconsin. It's like, yeah, whatever. No, they've always fine. been kind of one of my down the list teams. I have no idea why. Why do I like the Big okay, Ten at all? Fine. I've never even been to one of their games. I just enjoy the Big Ten for some weird reason. But I always catch myself cheering against them usually. But now, I mean, their fans are used to like three yards in a cloud of turf, and now they're going to be throwing this thing all over the place. It's, That's going to be a culture be shock for oh, them. It's going to be weird. They're not going to like it. Or are they really going to like it? They might really love it. They might be so tired of, hey, why? Until you lose doing it. It's yeah. going to be my damn two tight ends and my fullback. And- but these are Packer fans, so I mean, they've seen the Packers uh, swing sure. around. I mean, it's okay. not like it's going to be foreign football. Well, no. I mean, you know. It's going to look weird, though. It's going to look weird in the red and white. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they see it the next day. Like when Nebraska started opening it up, and you're like, hold on a minute. It's not what you do. It's not. No. This is not compatible. Right. Run the damn wishbone. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're not sold on him there. Fickle. I mean, I think he's terrific, but for some reason, I don't know, it just feels like a weird fit. We'll we'll see. Might just be because I expected something totally different. It was after church. It was in the afternoon. It's fine. Got the worship in. <laughs> oh, it was Hugh. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was like I mean, one thirty. He probably had. He probably had Christian rock blaring on his golf cart. I don't recall. You don't remember? No. I went and met with him one Sunday, and it was blaring. So yeah, that was morning though. It was morning. He was, was still in worship. He was, hour. he was in pre-church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He pre-church. Was, he was preparing. He was pre-gaming for. Is church. that like pre-game? That's yeah. what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Is that? Yeah. Is that how that works? Yeah. yeah. That was in his office, though, right? Yes. Was that the Bo Wallace thing? No. That was something else? Yeah, this was NCAA stuff. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. You get it mixed up. Yeah. The Bo Wallace thing was, I was like, you, you come on. No. Don't do this. That was on a, that was on a Monday. Oh, it was after the press conference. Right after the press conference. That's right. <laughs> I mean, look, Bo, Mr. Reed. I mean, shit. What did. I mean, what, yeah, I mean, that's what did it. <laughs> this beat man seems crazy I, longo is a little better i will say that he did seem better at north carolina has, has he stopped dming you yet yeah i haven't heard from him in a okay. long time i think i'm off the list i think he's moved on there's been more water under the bridge now that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think so i do think he's better but it's still i'm just not sure it's Look, the thing that's been the case with him is, and it's look, it's what Lane deals with here to an extent, is it's not just what you can do and inside your league and with your talent. It's what your defense looks like. Yeah. What do they have? What does that coordinator do? I mean, it's – I forget the guy, so I'm not trying to take credit for him, but there's the, the, the statistician that does the college football stats of how your offense and defense complement each other in that way, and it's, it's an overlooked deal that is very important. It's why McGriff was always pissed yeah. to his credit. Yeah. He goes, we have no depth, and he won't slow down. Yeah. That's what Wesley wanted to say in the press conference. Yes. Because he did it in every nice way he could, but he yes. wanted to go, oh, my God, I have no players, and he will not quit. Yeah. And then he doesn't get first downs, and he doesn't score, and we're back on the field again, and you're mad at me. Someone was like, 
you have any explanation? I remember one of the media guys was like, do you have any explanation for why the defense looks so tired in the second half? And you're like, really? They're out there 100 plays. There's only 14 of them. That would explain it. There's your answer. <laughs> Wesley's like, ah, you know, we just got to keep, got to keep conditioning. You know, you want to go, you moron. I felt badly for him. Oh, se- in those several moments. times. Yeah. Like there were times where seriously, I was like, oh God, several times. Yeah. Why are you guys a step slow and you got their eyes in the wrong place? It's like <laughs> played 97 plays and we're not very good to begin with. You ever I mean, gone outside on a really hot day and run 10 miles? And then I need you to do this 100-meter sprint in the same time you would have done it to start the day. Do you ever notice that the last three or four miles don't go as well as the first three or four? Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. It wasn't eyes in the right. It was just they just couldn't get there. They were, number one, they weren't, the, they weren't the greatest athletes in the world. Number two, they, yeah, it's they, not were, your eyes. And they were exhausted. Tackling is about having the ability to get to a spot. Yeah. What tackling is about. It's what Golding talked about that day is that if you're not fast enough, the rest of it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You can be as physical as you want, but if you're not getting to where you need to be, good luck. Well, Georgia's not you out. Start, when you're a step slow, you start reaching. Well, you're not tackling a lot of these guys reaching. It's not going to work. Georgia's not out looking for the smartest guys to play defense. They're looking for the fastest guys. Yeah, start with the fastest. And then we'll go from there. Wrote about this the other day. Um, let me find it. Get your take on this. We didn't mention on the podcast. It's a free article at rebelgrove.com, so you can go there and read this. Put these stats together for ways for Ole Miss to improve their season or things that stuck out from last year. First one's turnovers, whatever. Yeah, of course, turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. But what is interesting about that one was that they only had one fewer takeaways last year than the year before even though they fell um, from 14th in turnover margin to uh, 76th in turnover margin because they started giving the dang thing away a lot more. They went from 7 to 12 interceptions. They went from 5 to 9 fumbles, struggled holding on to the ball in all different ways. So that, that that's an easy one. I did not realize the opponent long rush plays. You had to kind of dig to find this. But Ole Miss, we, know, we knew that Judkins and Evans and those guys had taken off and they were doing a ton offensively. Ole Miss led the nation last year with 112 rushes of 10 yards or more, 112. They were also second nationally with 38 rushes of at least 20 yards last year. Obviously ran the rock. They were 99th nationally defensively with the same thing, though. They had 69 rushes of at least 10 yards, and they were 94th nationally with 20 rushes of at least 20 yards or more. And this is kind of a duh thing, but it's also not. You know, they were 79th in total rushing yards allowed, meaning that they did a pretty good job outside of just allowing these crazy explosive plays. They couldn't keep that run to 6-8 to eight instead of 14-20 to 20 mm-hmm. in that mode. And I I guess my point in all this is I wonder what the emphasis or the difference with Golding's defense or things that fix that. Because it's not really the problem of like physicality up front. It's not that they were getting blown off the line. It's that they were having missed tackles and breakdowns first level to second level, which is allowing the crazy long runs moving forward from that point. It's like an inside baseball thing a little bit, but I, I'm curious like how you go about fixing that as a defense versus needing simply a run defense that works because the overall scheme is not bad. It's that they just simply didn't they didn't stop major runs from happening. I wonder how much of that is will, will be alleviated just by going to a 
four down. Just a different front. From three. There were times last year that, I mean, just the running back was to the second level before he was touched. And in this league, with some of the backs, sometimes that's pretty problematic. Yeah, sayonara. I mean, I mean, there, you know. There aren't a whole lot of slow, plodding running backs in the SEC. Because I think the same issues are what lead to a bad red zone defense, too. Because everybody hammers the offense for being bad in the red zone, and it's fair. They were really, really bad last year. But Ole Miss was 106 nationally in red zone defense last year. Oh. Yeah. They allowed points 88.5% of the time, and they allowed touchdowns 65% of the time Oh, in the red zone. I didn't realize that. Now, what that means, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 52 opponent red zone trips last year. They allowed scores 46 times. They allowed 34 touchdowns and 12 field goals. Oh. Well, they were not. I never at any point last year watched that defense and thought, boy, they're really good against the run. They were always pretty susceptible against the run. I mean, I have to go Which back. Which kills and, you in the red zone. Yeah, sure. I'd have to go back and look at, you know, individual games, but. I mean, there were some backs that gave them trouble kind of all season. Physical teams in general, yeah. Yeah, and teams that could run with the quarterback bothered them. I mean, if you remember, Auburn got going. That's true. That game. That game was, yeah. It was not in hand the entire time by any means. If I remember correctly, Vanderbilt ran the ball pretty well in the first half. Yeah, that was a game. You know, Kentucky's had success running the football. Rodriguez had a pretty good game. It was his first game back. He'd been out and came back. Jaden Daniels gave them fits. No, yeah. Um, both KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders gave them fits. There were there were just teams that had success running the football on them. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think Jameer Gibbs did anything against them. I don't recall him. I'd have to look, but yeah, that doesn't that doesn't stick out to me. But anyway, I just. Golding has those two things is and it's it's mostly related to to run, you know, securing and finishing tackles and then as we said, getting to the right spot and being in the right place. Maybe the four man front helps or whatnot. But this two two eye opening thing there is they got hammered by long runs and explosive plays, and then when teams got in the red zone, they just scored and they scored touchdowns. And it's well, those four point swings are pretty damn big. That's not just oh well. I mean, that's so much of Partridge's philosophy last year was seemed to be sort of bend but don't break you know Mm -hmm. make them drive the football and they weren't super aggressive and i expect i expect the deviation from that it's the some of that was he didn't trust some of his dbs sure and it's the i think it's the minutiae inside some of the answers from the defensive backs because they talk about you know freedom they talk about having the ability to make plays they give a bunch of these key buzzwords but i do think it plays into what you're talking about is i think it relates to hey take some more chances Try to up the explosive plays. If you get burned, you get burned and give the ball back. You know what I mean? But yeah. at some point, dying by a paper cut still dying. So yeah. go ahead and let's just press the issue. Let's force it. Let's make somebody make a play. And you also get some confidence in your players that you trust them to have the ability to do something and improvise and play. I think Partridge at times had lost the trust of the defense because everything was so in a box that you just do this and it's it's staying right here that they went, you know. They didn't really trust him at the. But sometimes and he didn't really trust them, and they'd correct. They, they make they would make personnel changes, kind of suddenly, and guys started playing 
with in a, one eye on the sideline. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. For a team that did get better, I mean, defensively. I mean, they were in the 50s for defense. It yeah. wasn't awful. Yeah. We've seen bad. It wasn't awful. No, we've seen bad. No, they, were, yeah. they, they were okay. They were 13th in sacks last year. I didn't realize that either. Is that right? Yeah. 13th in sacks. Tavius Robinson quietly had a really good season. We did not do enough to talk about his season. And he's gone. He plays for the Ravens. Yeah. And he he just kind of did it quietly. Yeah. It was just consistent. Yeah. Just yeah. right there. So Anyway. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnson Hill Creamery. JohnsonHillCreamery.com. You can email them if you have questions at cheese at JohnsonHillCreamery.com. 662-419-9201. They make all their cheese locally and in-house every single day. Moving in with Chicory Market. More on their locations as the fall progresses. But they're ready to feed you for football season, tailgating in the Grove, tailgating wherever you are. They offer three different packages, everything that uh, feeds 10, 20, or 40, depending on how many people and how hungry you are. They've got great uh, large specialty trays. Those include artisanal cheeses, grazing, charcuteries, sandwich trays, fruit trays. they got uh, crudite, cookies, brownies, healthy, and the uh, sweet and decadent all there in one platter for you. So 10, 20, or 40 fed with uh, Johnstone Creamery. You can pick it up on Friday or Saturday of game day. So call them, see what they can do for you and your tailgate. Again, that's 662-419-9201, johnstonehillcreamery.com. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for your next play. Go to gamechangerpatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Get ready for 2023 Ole Miss football by stepping up your sock game. Select one of three different Saturday seven-packs to complete your outfit for each of the Rebels' seven home football games. Select the Oxford edition or one of the two NIL boxes. Dead Soxy members get exclusive pricing on the Oxford seven-pack, while NIL boxes are on sale for $150. So step up your game day style with a seven-pack of Dead Soxy premium socks and cheer on your Rebels in comfort and style. Speaking of uh, cheering on the Rebels, a lot of people will be in the Grove next weekend for um, Ole Miss and Mercer. If you're planning to tailgate, whether you're coming up for one game, going to seven games, picking a a package of games, no matter how complicated or uh, simple your tailgating uh, likes might be, the people at 7 South tailgating can take great care of you. Once you tailgate with 7 South, you won't want to tailgate with anyone. Again, you won't want to tailgate without them, certainly. So, again, 7SouthTailgating.com, no matter what your uh, package is, if you're coming up once or you're coming up to all games, just the conference games, whatever the case may be, they'll handle you at 7SouthTailgating.com. We're brought to you by Pinnacle, Pinnacle based in Uh, Jackson, Mississippi, they've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's MyPinWealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N-Wealth.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. 
John's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. John um, traveled the globe for 37 years before he even got into the travel business. He knows the extra attention that's needed to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. So give him a call, 901-494-3387, or send him an email, Edwards at regencytravel.net. Podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. They deliver directly to your door, and if you were in the 10 minutes from freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp, a restaurant-quality shrimp, with tons of options, the New Orleans-style barbecue, the signature, two of my favorites, the full meals in a bag, and much more. If you're close to a Rouse's market, you can also pick them up there. But if you need them mail to you, we can uh, help you out. You buy five pouches or more, you use the code RG, use code RG with primeshrimp.com, and they will uh, take care of you there. Again, primeshrimp, code RG, primeshrimp.com. Did you see the uh, internet kind of talking about it? The uh, the handshake debacle between the new uh, commander's owner and uh, and and Joe Buck. At the risk of everyone making fun of me again, every time you ask me this, my answer is no. No, I did not. Okay, so they were interviewed. They were in Baltimore for Washington Baltimore preseason game, and it's Aikman and Buck, and they're talking to the owner of the Commanders, and. Buck kind of talks with his hands a little bit, and they're doing the three-person studio shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, here, I'll just send it to you real quick so you can watch it before we. Uh, I've got it. I've got it right here. So just hold on one second. If anybody else has not seen it while we're doing this, clearly you can uh, check this out too. It only takes a second because I, I need to assign some blame on multiple people, and I'm curious where you fall on what that percentage is. So I just text it to Neil for him to uh, to watch real quick. It's only 10 seconds. It's not arrived yet. There okay. it is. Yeah, just 10 seconds. Okay, Harris is clearly a little uncomfortable. But am I not fair in here actually blaming Buck more than Harris? Neil is falling over laughing, by the way, as... As, as we're going over this. Oh, my God. It's, the it's awkward, on Buck, it's the, right? It's, it's the awkward white guy handshake deal. Um, it happens. Uh, as Kyle Porter said, it happens in golf like oh. 20 times a day. But, like, <laughs> he held, I know I know he's talking with his hands, but he puts it right in front of him. It's his right hand. It, and it's like three seconds. I mean, at some point, I think he's looking at him going, I think there's a, a, a wheel turning going, what do I do? I'm I'm absolving the commander's owner here. Uh, but okay, okay. I mean, I, but why? Why would Joe Buck be seeking to shake his hand during that interview? In so, the middle of well, does he think it's ending? Does he think he's rapping? <laughs> thus, we're doing the handshake as we wrap the interview. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, and he's nervous. And he's awkward, he's awkward up there. Okay, look, here's the thing. If you're Buck, and I get he was caught off guard because he's like, what the hell is he doing? Just shake his hand. Yeah, yeah. Because he pulled back like he'd been bitten by a snake. Just just shake his hand. But I bet Joe Buck's not a touch guy. Oh, you think he's kind of a germaphobe? A little bit. Do you really? I have that feeling. Oh. So you think he was uncomfortable when it... Probably was like, why are you touching my hand? I, I talk with my hands. And if you ever watch, in fairness, Buck and Aikman when they're when they show them in the booth, 
Buck is always oh he's animated yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's always using hands and whatever but and Aikman always kind of keeps his distance because I think Aikman is a germaphobe okay I think the two of them are both that way I could be totally wrong but I've heard that somewhere my favorite is the response though because Washington fans are so giddy their owner is anyone but Dan Snyder that it was like. I will take the guy that is happy to be there and trying to shake everybody's hands versus whatever the hell that was we used to have. Yeah. So yeah, great. He, this oh, is this is awesome. For sure. He's pumped up. He's happy. He's trying to get along. We're shaking hands. We're kissing babies. It's all good. I mean, it's like 60% Buck's fault. Okay. I mean, no harm is done. It's funny. Well, yeah, no, it's it's just it, it made us care about a Washington Baltimore preseason game for a minute. That's for sure. I don't know who won the game, but I don't either. Oh, actually, Washington. Baltimore. Washington. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Baltimore had been winning all the preseason. Yeah, they won twenty four preseason games in a row, which is a lot. They played no one, and Washington kept their starters in for way longer than most people do. I think were they trying to win a preseason game? No, it was. They were getting looks, whereas it was. Hey, this is the last look we're going to get before the opener. Let's see what we probably have some decisions to make. The owner does not look like most owners. I mean, he's in a polo, untucked, just kind of hanging out. Like, I guess when you own the whole damn place, though. I mean, like, hey, wherever you want. Mark Cuban's never. That's a good point. You know. He's never the most dapper guy, but it's his team. He answers to no one. I'll no. wear whatever the hell I want. It's his I? team. <laughs> yeah. As long as I write the check, y'all good? Polo? Okay, yeah. cool, sweet. Yeah. T shirt, usually. Yeah, I mean I guess he I'm watching it one more time. <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> Because they only catch fingers because yeah. Buck's kind of pulling back as he grabs it. it, it it's this fingers thing. It's just the awkward white guy handshake moment that, that always happens. The The best part, though, is you have to look left. It's Aikman's reaction as he's wanting to cackle and fall over, and he's trying to keep it in check <laughs> yeah. as he watches this. You can see him kind of put his head down as he's talking to go, oh, God. Oh, see, because I think he I think he's knows, oh, no, he hates handshakes. And you're t- yeah, you're, and you're, you're t- you just touched his hand. You just ruined his whole night. <laughs> I actually think Buck gets a bad rap. I think he does a decent job. I think, you know, I mean, he does a ton of big stuff. You're always in the spotlight. He he's not he's not one of the worst ones by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, he he typically calls a fairly neutral, pretty good game and you don't notice him in in, in a lot of big stuff that he does. So, I don't mind him. He's really good on podcasts, by the way. He um uh, Tells a lot of stories. Talks about growing up. He's uh, he's good. Yeah. No, he's really good on, on podcasts and yeah. stuff. So, anyway, that was my my laugh of the day there for, uh, for that. <laughs> yeah, if Aikman had started laughing out loud, that would have been funny. Yeah, he, he holds it. He's trying to uh, – Reinsdorf fired uh, the GM and the president for the White Sox yesterday. Oh, did they really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. President had been with the White Sox since two thousand one. Williams, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I mean it's it's all blow it up and yeah. I mean, you know, two years ago they thought that they were about to have like a dynasty, 
they had all these young players and, and people, I mean, a lot of the national people that are really reputable with baseball in baseball circles were saying, hey, the White Sox are on their way. And it just sort of fell apart. Injuries, underachieving, weird decisions with management. It is a Te- fall. Team, team culture was terrible. I mean, LaRusso was a train wreck, and then it. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, made the playoffs in 20 and 21. We're kind of, as you said, they were in the rebuild, felt like everything was moving in the right direction. Now, they only won two postseason games, and those make it the playoffs, but whatever. They got in twice. 81 and 81 last year, exactly 500. And then after losing 6 3 last night to the Twins. They are uh, 49 and 77, 16 games back of the Twins, who suck too. Yeah. Twins did me no favors last night. Ultimately, the well worn cliche that professional sports is a results oriented is correct. Reinsdorf said, while we've enjoyed successes as an organization and we're optimistic heading into the competitive window of this rebuild, this year has proven to be very disappointing for us on many levels. It's led me to the conclusion that the best decision for the organization moving forward is to make a change in our baseball department leadership. Our baseball department, as opposed to what other department? Um, yeah, I mean, you're paid to win. 49 and 77. Well, they're bad. Lance got a bit of a golden ticket. <clears throat> well, and look at how much better he's pitched. In a I, I realize he's pitching for the Dodgers, but I mean, everything looks better. I mean, it tells you it's just caustic. Yeah, there's, there was nothing about that clubhouse every day that probably felt, hey, let's go get them. Well, I mean, you watch Tim Anderson. Looks miserable. Tim Anderson, two years ago, everybody thought he was a rising star. Eloy Jimenez, all the injuries. Just didn't work. Just shows you sometimes you can you can have the best plan in the world and it doesn't doesn't come together. And now there's like, it's there's a lot of... It was in the Chicago Sun-Times or the Chicago Tribune, or maybe both, about the White Sox possibly moving. They have a hard time drawing there. They don't have a lot of traction. Does that shock you? I mean, you know Chicago pretty well. No. I mean, no, not at all. So there's a couple of markets that would make a lot of sense almost immediately for a team. Charlotte, Nashville. Mm -hmm. Both of those towns are ready for baseball teams. And I think we're past the... Charlotte is where the White Sox AAA is. Yeah. And I think we're we're past that point of, well, you know, you can't really put a team in Nashville or Charlotte because you got the Braves. No, I think we're past that. I think people look at it and go, no, those teams would probably do would probably fare well there. You think we're out of some of that regionality? I think it's over stuff. Yeah, I I think both Charlotte and Nashville would support Major League Baseball teams. The White Sox don't feel like one of the two or three on the block, though, do they? I mean, I don't know. It was Chicago papers that wrote it, so I'm sure there was a some pointed thing, but. I mean, they heard it from somewhere. Yeah. Um, speaking of the White Sox, uh, 
had found a little traction in the last week. Tim Elko, three for five last night, a triple shy of the cycle. Um, at, at double A for, Birmingham. For Birmingham yeah. last night. He's he's hitting. You know he's going to strike out a lot. Yeah, that's just what it is. What is his strikeout percentage? Um, Let's see if I can find it for triple A to this point. Um, Let's see. Because I would think if he could keep his strikeout percentage 28, 29% or yeah, lower. I'm trying to break it down. So, so far in Birmingham – um, so far in Birmingham, he is hitting 340. Oh, wow. He is 16 for 47 okay. in Birmingham. Uh, two doubles, three home runs, 10 RBIs, two walks, 17 strikeouts. Okay. So about a third, about 33%. A little, a little high. Yeah. But, but for first looks. And he brings power. That's. That's pretty good. And talk about clubhouse guys. 934 OPS right now. Oh, that's really now. solid. Yeah. He might get a look at spring training next year. He had a 943 OPS in high A before he moved up. Yeah. Not surprised. I mean, certainly going to at least start his deal in Birmingham next year. Yeah. I mean, he's the kind of guy that could get a yeah, little bit. Yeah, he would get the spring training. Call, get, like, get a uh, little, little extended look in spring training. He can hit. He can hit. He's a professional hitter. I don't. And and look, I you know, you don't want to carry a bunch of guys on your roster that are just DHs. I mean, that that doesn't make a lot of sense for roster maneuverability. But if you can put somebody in that spot night in and night out and not have to worry about it, you can afford that. And I think he could play a passable first base. Yeah, it's not, not gonna, gonna not, not kill you. Not gonna go win a gold glove over there, I don't think. But yeah, he's not Minkavich or anything, but it's gonna be all right. Yeah. But he'll hit a lot better than that. <laughs> no, it's first of all I look up and go, eh, hey, maybe. Oh, I've a al- shot. I've always thought he had a shot. How old's Tim now? Twenty five? Four or five, yeah. Yeah. He's got he's still got time. Uh twelve twenty seven ninety eight. So he'll turning turn. 25. Yeah, he's, he's okay. I have known Tim a long time. I did not know until right now that he was born in Wichita, Kansas. Oh, I didn't know that. No either. idea. Yeah. But you know, for a White Sox team that probably wants to get some of the carcinogens out of the, uh, out of the locker room and bring some different kind of guys in, Tim would be one of those. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He would be the kind of guy who would help clubhouse culture i mean i think you're about to see a complete retool i mean it's what i talked about with josh nelson that does the socks machine podcast a month or two months ago whenever that was was he was saying that even for gonzalez it's a huge opportunity because they kind of had their prospects picked out that they want to go ahead and put in spots and go hey this is the new team if you at all play up to that capability whatsoever we're going to give you a chance to earn those spots and keep them and sort of a new rebuild in a way yeah. as they as they start over well, they did the right thing. We talked about this. If he played well at high A, they needed to get him to double A to get some mm-hmm. at-bats and more than just a small sample size, and he's getting that. And good for him. I'm not surprised at all that he's producing. Mm-hmm. He always produced. He can hit. He can really hit. It's a perseverance story that is it's pretty special. I mean, he's a guy that you know, he comes in as the top-rated position player in that class, really struggles as a freshman. Tyler Keenan takes his spot 
um, becomes just a college hitter, one of the frankly an underrated college hitter, Kenyon for three years. He just hit from day one. Elko doesn't hit again as a sophomore, and you know I, I, he's the kind of guy who wouldn't. But you know, in the portal today, you wouldn't see that just struggle, struggle, big name, stay, 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 and. He was primed for a hell of a 2020 if that season didn't get canceled. He was really hitting and had taken that plunge. And it's it's one of the unanswerable questions in a uh, in a lot of ways is that 2020 year. I mean, not to get down that rabbit hole, but that Ole Miss team was really good with Keenan and Servideo and Elko starting to hit and Nikhazy and Hoagland and whatever that looks like had they had they stayed healthy. So anyway, but yes, Tim hitting double A. See where that uh, goes from here, but really good sign last night again. Three for five, a triple shy of the uh, cycle. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, NESPARC, service people across rural communities. Two packages the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. That's NESPARC.com, 662 238 3159. Phone service, portal controls, network security, and much more. So to get the best internet in Lafayette County, you can uh, give them a call, 662-238-3159. Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square is a perfect place to plan your company dinner, your festive party event. Uh, Opa on the square, fabulous food, great craft libations as well. They can accommodate up to 200 guests for catering or booking information. Contact Jeannie, 601-421-7147. Also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, Service Specialists can help. Uh, keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose. So give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or uh, check out their new and improved website, at servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile from routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign. Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Andy Ludeke can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy. Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. So what do you have to lose? Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy anytime at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or call 404-973-9901. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, grass ring, miles of wooded trails. So much offered at Southern Traditions. Horseback riding offerings. Uh, nationally competitive competitions, and so much more. It's also a great venue for events and such. So get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Men's basketball renewal deadline is August 31st, eight days away for that. You can renew or purchase now to be in the priority seat selection process. Women's basketball tickets on sale for just $50 per season ticket. 
both those tickets available at OleMissTicks.com and the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation is starting their pledge per win and pledge per touchdown campaigns for football. Go to give to Athletics to sign up today for those. So again, give to Athletics.com and OleMissTicks.com. Speaking of bad baseball, the Yankees lost their night straight last night. It is the longest skid since 1982 for the uh, yeah, for the Yanks. They look done when you watch them. And they're in a brutal division. I mean, every, everybody's good. Everybody, we, we talk about Baltimore. We talk about Tampa. Toronto's a really good young team, too. And New York just kind of looks old. They are old. They I know everybody thinks they're going to throw all this money at Otani and get him. If I'm Shohei, I don't know that that's where I want to be. That's a that's a gamble. By the way, a lot of buzz about the Giants, the Mariners, mm-hmm. on Otani. A lot. The Mariners. The Mariners. A lot of Japanese history there. A lot of Mariners talk. Oh. And the Giants sort of. Can the Mariners afford that? I don't know. In some ways, if he goes to the Mariners, doesn't it feel like he's just going to the Angels part two? I get the Mariners are a better run franchise, but you know what I mean. Sure. It doesn't feel like, wow, contender, we're going to win the World Series. Sure. I mean, they're not bad. Service done a good job. Like, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. But, but no, I mean, it wouldn't have, if I'm baseball. I'm it's like, not well, the appeal of Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs. I mean, take your pick. No. I mean, no. I'm sure Anthopolis can afford it. Just go sign with the Braves and be fine. Figure that out. That, that would be unfair. He might help that line up. Yeah. Jeez. They are hell to get through one through nine. I mean, it's they're, just. They're, it, the, they're the best team I've seen all year. Dodgers' biggest NL threat, obviously. I think so. Um, you know, Philadelphia probably. There's some was, good teams. The Braves have overshadowed the fact that there are some really good teams. I mean, Philadelphia, when everybody starts hitting. They can get they can get hot like last year yeah, and be a bitch. Yeah. They, they're, they're a little scary. I think that's it. I don't think any of the central teams, whoever comes out of there, I don't think that's no. a real threat. None of the, those teams are so flawed. But yeah, the Dodgers would scare you. The Phillies, that's probably it. I mean, as of like three days ago, the Braves could go 500 the rest of the way with 40 left and still win 100 games. Yeah, they're, they're the only team in baseball that I've seen this year that was remotely as impressive as the Braves is the Orioles. Oh. And the Orioles are young. And that was one hell of a series for that those three games that, that yeah, weekend. Yeah. Orioles Orioles are sort of the young Braves. Yeah. That's fair. They're fun now. Yeah, that's fair. They're fun. Uh Reggie Bush following a defamation lawsuit with the NCAA. He got a he got a, he got a case. Yeah. NCAA is not 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 faring very well in court cases right now. They're, they're, this would be the another, coffers are opening. This would be another one that they should settle. Here. The lawsuit is based on the NCAA maliciously attacking his character through a completely false and highly offensive statement that was widely reported in the media and substantially and irreparably damaged his reputation. According to a statement from the firm, the NCAA statement in question was issued to ESPN along with other outlets in July of 21 in response to an inquiry about the possibility of Bush having his records and participation restored in light of the changes to name, image, and likeness rules. Quote, Although college athletes can now receive benefits from their names, image, and likenesses through activities like endorsements and appearances, NCAA rules still do not permit pay-for-play type arrangements. <clears throat> uh, the NCAA infractions process exists to promote fairness in college sports. The rules that govern fair play are voted on, agreed to, and expected to be uphold, upheld at all NCAA member schools. <clears throat> Bush will speak at a news conference at Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum on Wednesday morning. Oh. Here in the next hour or two. 
the NCAA Look, should I want give him, him to they win should give him some money. I hate and, the NCAA. Yeah. That statement doesn't feel defamatory necessarily to Bush, right? I mean, I understand what they're implying, but that's a bit of a it's a bit of a leap. They should give him his Heisman back. Well, yeah, that's come on. That's the dumbest thing. Just ever. give him his Heisman back. Say you're sorry. Give him. And a, had you given his Heisman back, he'd go away. Yeah, give him a couple million. Say this you're is the sorry. whole thing of you're missing the point, and you're going to be getting hit worse because you just are being a screw up. I'm just telling you, they don't want to go to court and have no. their investigative. Uh, Bush had a 10 year disassociation with USC that expired in 2020. Yeah. They don't want their, their investigative procedures put under a microscope in a court of law. They really don't. Because they don't do things the way they say they do things. They're very personal. Well, of course. And they always have been. And they're paid to not be personal. They screw with people. Yes. And they're supposed to be sort of just clinical. And they're not. But they say they are. They hide behind that code and stuff. Braves 81 and 44 after uh, beating the Mets 3-2 last night. Just a record there. Pretty strong. Three hours ago, close here, preseason bowl projections from ESPN. Okay. Where do you think they got Ole Miss before we go down the list? Um... We're on an eight-win team by most people. Yeah, probably one of the like the what what the equivalent of the Gator Bowl. Gator feels about right. Maybe the Belk Bowl in Charlotte. Yeah, in the, in that back or the Duke's Mayo Bowl. That's the Mayo Bowl. Yeah, didn't they get back in the rotation because it's every other year, right? I'm not sure. I'll look it up. National championship. One guy says Georgia Alabama. One guy says Georgia Michigan. Semifinals, Michigan, Alabama, Michigan, USC, Georgia, Florida State, Georgia, Ohio State. Sure. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Nothing there that's getting me all worked up. Cotton Bowl, Texas, LSU, USC, Kansas State, the uh, two picks. Okay. That's what Neil would probably agree on. So you got Texas winning like 12 games in the national title and the, the Heisman Trophy and the Coach of the Year. Hey, you never know. Defending the Alamo and the, the, hook, the, 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 the whole deal. It is the best. They all have them. It's the best hand gesture, at least. Texas gets the hand gesture, right? A lot of the, all their stuff's pretty good. Like the, I mean, it's better than the thumb because you, are you gigging them or are you just giving me a thumbs up? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? And then the rest of them try too hard and they look like sorority house symbols because, like you know, TCU has their thing and Texas Tech and Texas whole, has a lot of cool stuff. If you think about it, the uniform's cool. The marketing works. The helmet's awesome. Your Be- own your Bevo, own Pantone color. The chaps on the on the on the cheerleaders. The whole deal. Okay. Everything, everything's their own kind of unique deal that sort of makes sense. Peach Bowl, LSU, Tulane, Clemson, Alabama. Tulane's getting too yeah, much I'm buzz. Telling, I mean, Tulane I love my stuff. wave, but come on, this yeah, is this I, is this is this is ridiculous. An LSU Tulane bowl game. That's cute. Really, you're being cute. Yeah, that'd be be a little. Things would get a little testy in Baton Rouge. You think so? They'd get a little nervous about that. You think so? Oh, for sure. Even having to share the field and it being a thing. The risk of losing the game, because you it would be bad. <laughs> the the boosters would be like, right, got to lock in here. I get it's not what you want. But right, it, right. We have to win this football. And game. Tulane would okay. be locked in. Oh, Willie would have so, the soldiers ready. So locked in. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. It's well, one of the games that I'm I, I have circled on my on my calendar this year for a, like look out is Southern Miss at Mississippi State five day, five days before the Egg Bowl. It's terrible scheduling for State. Awful. Someone should be fired. Yeah, for if I'm Arnett, if I'm Arnett, I'm I'm that week, that whole week. I'm like you, you idiots. Yeah, I got to deal with that. I got to deal with that, and then Ole Miss is playing nobody. Ole Miss is playing ULM. Yeah, that's right. Lane doesn't have to prepare his team that week. He can back off them mentally. Yeah. Zach Arnett better. He can't. He can't do that. If he does that, he'll they'll be in trouble. Frank Gore will have a day, and it gets a little well, interesting. I, will Hall will be locked in. Yeah. Be a little intensity in in, in his office that week. Uh, the other Slaybach is the other guy. He's got Tulane in a access bowl too. I, I just Spears is really good, and he's gone. Yeah. Like it just. I don't know. I don't. I don't really buy it. Looking for SEC teams. I'll be quick here. Glancing, looking for any kind of Ole Miss. One of them has Kansas in a bowl game in Frisco. Oh, okay. Yeah. South Alabama in the Boca Raton Bowl. For okay. Ball, playing East Carolina. Okay. Duke, Missouri in the uh, Gasparilla Bowl. Gasparilla Bowl, however you pronounce it. I don't know. Okay. Sure. Sounds good. Whatever. Birmingham Bowl, Auburn, UAB. <laughs> Mouth to God's ears. <laughs> Mouth to God's ears. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Hold on. Hugh, UAB in Birmingham? Oh, yeah. All in, sign, right? We're sign, good. Sign me up. <laughs> you got any of that blazer gear left over? Anybody? <laughs> hey, Carson, that UAB soccer t-shirt. Can yeah. I wear that today? That's good. I like the trolling in this. It's, 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 it's fun. They, they do some trolling in this. Which yeah, is fun. it's fun. It's good. Yeah. That one's uh that one's great. Let's see. Um Syracuse, Mississippi State, and the Duke Duke Duke's Mayo Bowl, Miami, Kentucky, the other option for uh, that game. Both those I can see. Okay, so they're both they're saying those teams are seven and five ish kind of teams. Texas Bowl, Oklahoma, Kentucky, Oklahoma, South Carolina. Okay. And telling you they don't think Oklahoma's going to win eleven games no. in the Texas Bowl. So it tells you that they're they're picking seven and five ish kind of seasons from them too. They're picking Oklahoma to finish like fourth in the Big Twelve or third, whatever, like down downstream a little bit yeah. there on uh on that one. Uh let's see. Got Memphis in the Fenway Bowl. Jeffrey go to Boston. Uh <clears throat> this is a huge disparity. Disparate, disparate Discrepancy, I guess, transparency either way. Um, Notre Dame, Texas, in the Pop Tarts Bowl for uh, one of the guys picking here now. Do you know where the Pop Tarts Bowl is? Do you know what that replaced from a name standpoint? No clue. Yeah, I knew this. It's actually a pretty good bowl. Uh, Orlando Citrus Bowl is now the Pop Tarts Bowl. Oh right? wow! I think did okay. it replace the Citrus, or is it just another game in that stadium? It's in Orlando. I knew it was in Orlando. I'm curious whether they still have the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, I don't know. The Citrus Bowl is kind of a big deal. I guess we'll get there in a minute. Surely we still have the Citrus. Maybe they just put another bowl game there. But, I mean, Texas under name, it's got to be a good game. That's a big game. Uh, Let's see. North Carolina, Florida in the Gator Bowl. I don't think Florida is anywhere near good enough to get the Gator Bowl. NC State, Arkansas in the Gator Bowl. UCF, Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl. TCU, Mississippi State in the Liberty Bowl. Talk about TCU falling from grace in a year of what their bowl games are. Music City, Schleybot has Minnesota, Ole Miss. 
So he's got them PJ seven Fleck and five, and Miss. seven and five, eight and four. He has Michigan State, Texas A and M. The other guy has Michigan State, Texas A and M in that game. Um, ooh, Relia Quest, Tampa, Florida, the former Outback Bowl, Montegura, Iowa, Ole Miss. Oh, in the Outback awesome. Bowl. What a party that would be. North Carolina, t- Tennessee. The Citrus Bowl still exists. It's the Cheez It Citrus Bowl. So it's another bowl game in Orlando. We just have two now. Okay. Uh, Wisconsin, Tennessee, Wisconsin A&M. God, they like fickle. Yeah. Citrus Bowl right here. Yeah. Tennessee and A&M. January 1st, by the way, the bowl date. For, so that's uh, that somebody also. buying into the A&M hype. Yeah. Look, they're talented. There's no doubt. They're super talented. So can't argue that. Bowl projections there. Again, we are uh, at College Corner tomorrow. That will be the Friday Oxford Exxon podcast. But if you're in town, come uh, hang out, say hello, 5 o'clock, giveaways for uh, that tomorrow evening. I'm not sure what in the world we'll talk about tomorrow morning, but we'll figure it out. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. (laughs) I keep, I kind of forgot there was a show. Jeffrey not joining us tomorrow. Um, They're in day two with uh with sadie their little ones so uh we'll uh, be, have another podcast in the morning rebelgrove.com in the meantime again tomorrow night college corner and we will talk to you tomorrow did you know that most vitamin d3 supplements come from sheep's wool i'm kat founder of ritual we're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry when i was pregnant i couldn't find a multivitamin i could trust so I created my own Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.